0: Section 9 of Essays, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Malone. Essays, Book 3 by Michel de Montaigne, translated by Charles Cotton. Upon a few verses of Virgil. The austerity of our decrees renders the application of women to this vice more violent and vicious than its own cause. They will readily offer to go to the law courts to seek for gain and to the wars to get reputation rather than in the midst of ease and delights to have to keep so difficult a guard. Do not they very well see that there is neither merchant nor soldier who will not leave his business to run after the sport, or the porter or cobbler, toiled and tired out as they are with labour and hunger. Num tu quae tenuit dives out aut pinguis frigiae mygdonias opes, permutarle velis crine licimnium, plainus aut domos dum fragrantia de torqueta out fucili negat, quae poscendi magis gariate ripi, interdum rapere occupet. Wouldst thou not exchange all that the wealthy Achaemenes had, or the mygdonian riches of fertile Phrygia, for one ringlet of the hair, or the treasures of the Arabians when she turns her head to you for fragrant kisses? or with easily assuaged anger denies them which she would rather by far you took by force and sometimes herself snatches one horace odes two, twelve, twenty-one. i do not know whether the exploits of alexander and caesar really surpassed the resolution of a beautiful young woman bred up after our fashion in the light and commerce of the world assailed by so many contrary examples and yet keeping herself entire in the midst of a thousand continual and powerful solicitations there is no doing more difficult than that not doing nor more active i hold it more easy to carry a suit of armor all the days of one's life than a maidenhead and the vow of virginity of all others is the most noble as being the hardest to keep Diaboli virtus in lumbis est, says St. Jerome. We have doubtless resigned to the ladies the most difficult and most vigorous of all human endeavors, and let us resign to them the glory, too. This ought to encourage them to be obstinate in it. <laughs> it is a brave thing for them to defy us and to spurn underfoot that vain preeminence of valor and virtue that we pretend to have over them. They will find, if they do but observe it, that they will not only be much more esteemed for it, but also much more beloved. A gallant man does not give over his pursuit for being refused, provided it be a refusal of chastity, and not of choice. We may swear, threaten, and complain to much purpose. We therein do but lie, for we love them all the better. There is no allurement like modesty, if it be not rude and crabbed. 'Tis stupidity and meanness to be obstinate against hatred and disdain, but against a virtuous and constant resolution, mixed with good will, 'tis the exercise of a noble and generous soul. They may acknowledge our service to a certain degree, and give us civilly to understand that they disdain us not for the law that enjoins them to abominate us because we adore them, and to hate us because we love them, is certainly very cruel, if but for the difficulty of it. Why should they not give ear to our offers and requests, so long as they are kept within the bounds of modesty? Wherefore should we fancy them to have other thoughts within, and to be worse than they seem? A queen of our time said with spirit, that to refuse these courtesies is a testimony of weakness in women and a self-accusation of facility and that a lady could not boast of her chastity who was never tempted the limits of honour are not cut so short they may give themselves a little rein and relax a little without being faulty there lies on the frontier some space free indifferent and neuter He that has been beaten and pursued her into her fort is a strange fellow, if he be not satisfied with his fortune. The price of the conquest is considered by the difficulty. Would you know what impression your service and merit have made in her heart? Judge of it by her behavior. Such an one may grant more who does not grant so much. The obligation of a benefit wholly relates to the good will of those who confer it the other coincident circumstances are dumb dead and casual it costs her dearer to grant you that little than it would do her companion to grant all if in anything rarity gave estimation it ought especially in this do not consider how little it is that is given but how few have it to give the value of money alters according to the coinage and stamp of the place Whatever the spite and indiscretion of some may make them say in the excess of their discontent, virtue and truth will in time recover all the advantage. I have known some whose reputation has for a great while suffered under slander, who have afterwards been restored to the world's universal approbation by their mere constancy without care or artifice. Everyone repents and gives himself the lie for what he has believed and said, and from girls, a little suspected, they have been afterward advanced to the first rank amongst the ladies of honor. Somebody told Plato that all the world spoke ill of him. "'Let them talk,' said he. "'I will live so as to make them change their note.' Besides the fear of God and the value of so rare a glory, which ought to make them look to themselves, the corruption of the age we live in compels them to it. And if I were they, there is nothing I would not rather do than entrust my reputation in so dangerous hands. In my time, the pleasure of telling, a pleasure little inferior to that of doing, was not permitted but to those who had some faithful and only friend. But now the ordinary discourse and common table talk is nothing but boasts of favors received in the secret liberality of ladies. In earnest, tis too abject, too much meanness of spirit, in men to suffer such ungrateful, indiscreet, and giddy-headed people, so to persecute forage and rifle those tender and charming favors. This, our immoderate and illegitimate exasperation against this vice, springs from the most vain and turbulent disease that afflicts human minds, which is jealousy. Quis vetat opposito lumen de lumine sumi, dent licit assidue nil tamen inde perit. Who says that one light should not be lighted from another light? Let them give ever so much, as much ever remains to lose. Ovid de Arte Amandi 393 She and Envy, her sister, who seemed to me to be the most foolish of the whole troop. As to the last, I can say little about it. Tis a passion that though said to be so mighty and powerful had never to do with me as to the other i know it by sight and that's all beasts feel it the shepherd cratus having fallen in love with a she-goat and the he-goat out of jealousy came as he lay asleep to butt the head of the female and crushed it we have raised this fever to a greater excess by the examples of some barbarous nations the best disciplined have been touched with it, and tis reasoned but not transported. Ense Martiali nemi confosus adulter purpureo stigias sanguine tinxit aquas. Never did adulterer slain by a husband stain with purple blood the Stygian waters. Lucullus, Caesar, Pompey, Antony, Cato, and other brave men were cuckolds, and knew it without making any bustle about it. There was in those days but one coxcomb, Lepidus, that died for grief that his wife had used him so. Ah, tum te miseram malique fati, quem attratix petibus patente porta percorrent raffini raffinique mulgillisque. Wretched man, when, taken in the fact, Thou wilt be dragged out of doors by the heels, and suffer the punishments of thy adultery. Catullus 1517 And the god of our poet, when he surprised one of his companions with his wife, satisfied himself by putting them to shame only. Atque aliquis dedis non tristibus optat sic feri turpis. And one of the merry gods wishes that he should himself like to be so disgraced, Ovid metamorphoses for one eighty seven and nevertheless took anger at the lukewarm embraces she gave him, complaining that upon that account she was grown jealous of his affection, quid causas petis exalto fiducia queset quo tibi Dost thou seek causes from above? Why, goddess, has your confidence in me ceased? Virgil, Aeneid, 8, 395. Nay, she entreats arms for a bastard of his. Arma rogo, genetrix nato. I, a mother, ask armor for a son. The same place, line 383. Which are freely granted. And Vulcan speaks honourably of Aeneas, Arma Acri facienda viro, arms are to be made for valiant hero, Aeneid 8, 441. With in truth a more than human humanity, and I am willing to leave this excess of kindness to the gods, nec divis homines componier I quest, nor is it fit to compare men with gods. Catullus sixty three one forty one. As to the confusion of children, besides that the gravest legislators ordain and effect it in their republics, it touches not the women, where this passion is, I know not how, much better seated. Saipetiam uno maxima caile <inaudible> colam conjugus in copa flagra vit quotidiana often was juno the greatest of the heaven dwellers enraged by her husband's daily infidelities the same place the same citation when jealousy seizes these poor souls weak and incapable of resistance tis pity to see how miserably it torments and tyrannizes over them it insinuates itself into them under the title of friendship but after it has once possessed them the same causes that served for a foundation of goodwill serve them for a foundation of mortal hatred. Tis of all the diseases of the mind that which the most things serve for ailment and the fewest for remedy. The virtue, health, merit, reputation of the husband are incendiaries of their fury and ill will. No sunt inimicitiae nisi amoris acerbae. No enmities are bitter save that of love, or No hate is implacable except the hatred of love. Propertius 2.8.3 This fever defaces and corrupts all they have of beautiful and good besides. And there is no action of a jealous woman, let her be how chaste, and how good a housewife soever, that does not relish of anger and wrangling. a furious agitation that rebounds them to an extremity quite contrary to its cause. This held good with one Octavius at Rome. Having lain with Pontia Postumia, he augmented love with fruition, and solicited with all importunity to marry her. Unable to persuade her, this excessive affection precipitated him to the effects of the most cruel and mortal hatred. He killed her. In like manner, the ordinary symptoms of this other amorous disease are intense hatreds, private conspiracies, and cabals. No tumque forens quid femina posset. And it is known what an angry woman is capable of doing. Aeneid five twenty one and a rage which so much the more frets itself as it is compelled to excuse itself by a pretense of goodwill. Now, the duty of chastity is of a vast extent. Is it the will that we would have them restrain? This is a very supple and active thing, a thing very nimble to be stayed. How, if dreams sometimes engage them so far that they cannot deny them, it is not in them, nor peradventure in chastity itself, seeing that it is a female to defend itself from lust and desire. If we are only to trust to their will, what a case are we in then? Do but imagine what crowding there would be amongst men in pursuance of the privilege to run full speed, without tongue or eyes, into every woman's arms who would accept them the scythian women put out the eyes of all their slaves and prisoners of war that they might have their pleasure of them and they never be the wiser oh the furious advantage of opportunity should anyone ask me what was the first thing to be considered in love matters i should answer that it was how to take a fitting time and so the second and so the third tis a point that can do everything I have sometimes wanted fortune, but I have also sometimes been wanting to myself in matters of attempt. God help him who yet makes light of this. There is a greater temerity required in this age of ours which our young men excuse under the name of heat, but should women examine it more strictly they would find that it rather proceeds from contempt. I was always superstitiously afraid of giving offence and have ever had a great respect for her i loved besides he who in this traffic takes away the reverence defaces at the same time the lustre i would in this affair have a man a little play the child besides i have had some bouts of that foolish modesty that plutarch speaks of and the course of my life has been divers diverse ways hurt and blemished with it Quality very ill suiting my universal form, and indeed, what are we but suited as I am to deny? And it so much troubles me to be troublesome to others that on occasion, when duty compels me to try the goodwill of any one in a thing that is doubtful and that will be chargeable to him, I do it very faintly and very much against my will. But if it be for my own particular whatever Homer truly says, that modesty is a foolish virtue in an indigent person, I commonly commit it to a third person, to blush for me, and deny those who employ me with the same difficulty, so that it has sometimes befallen me to have had a mind to deny, when I had not the power to do it. Tis folly, then, to attempt to bridle in women a desire that is so powerful in them and so natural to them and when i hear them brag of having so maidenly and so tempered a will i laugh at them they retire too far back if it be an old toothless trot or a young dry consumptive thing though it be not altogether to be believed at least they say it with more similitude of truth but they who still move and breathe talk at that ridiculous rate to their own prejudice by reason that inconsiderate excuses are a kind of self-accusation like a gentleman a neighbor of mine suspected to be insufficient languidior tenera cui pendens sicula beta numquam se medium sistulit ad tunicam catullus sixty seven two the sense is in the context Who, three or four days after he was married to justify himself went about boldly swearing that he had ridden twenty stages the night before an oath that was afterwards made use of to convict him of his ignorance in that affair and to divorce him from his wife besides it signifies nothing for there is neither continency nor virtue where there are no opposing desires It is true they may say but we will not yield saints themselves speak after that manner i mean those who boast in good gravity of their coldness and insensibility and who expect to be believed with a serious countenance for when tis spoken with an affected look when their eyes give the lie to their tongue and when they talk in the cant of their profession which always goes against the hair there is no remedy if it be not wholly simple or childish to silly and unbecoming ladies in this commerce and presently runs into impudence their disguises and figures only serve to and fools lying is there in its seat of honor tis a byway that by a back door leads us to truth if we cannot curb their imagination what would we have from them effects there are enough of them that evade all foreign communication by which chastity may be corrupted. Illid saipi facet quod sine teste He often does that which he does without a witness. Marshall seven sixty two six. And those which we fear the least are peradventure most to be feared. Their sins that make the least noise are the worst. Offendor moica simpliciore minus. I am less offended with a more professed strumpet. The same person, 676. There are ways by which they may lose their virginity without prostitution, and which is more without their knowledge. Obstetrix virgenis dam integritatem manu at well explorans, sive malevolentia sive inscitia siwe casu dum inspicet perded it by malevolence or unskilful or accident the midwife seeking with the hand to test some maiden's virginity has sometimes destroyed it st augustine de qui dei one eighteen such a one by seeking her maidenhead has lost it another by playing with it has destroyed it we cannot precisely circumscribe the actions we interdict them they must guess at our meaning under general and doubtful terms the very idea we invent for their chastity is ridiculous for amongst the greatest patterns that i have is fatua the wife of faunus who never after her marriage suffered herself to be seen by any man whatever and the wife of hero who never perceived her husband's stinking breath imagining that it was common to all men they must become insensible and invisible to satisfy us now let us confess that the knot of this judgment of duty principally lies in the will there have been husbands who have suffered cuckoldom not only without reproach or taking offense at their wives but with singular obligation to them and great commendation of their virtue. Such a woman has been who prized her honor above her life, and yet has prostituted it to the furious lust of a mortal enemy to save her husband's life, and who in doing so did that for him she would not have done for herself. This is not the place wherein we are to multiply these examples. They are too high and rich to be set off with so poor a foil as i can give them here let us reserve them for a nobler place but for examples of ordinary luster do we not every day see women amongst us who surrender themselves for their husbands sole benefit and by their express order and mediation and of old fallius the Argian, who offered his to king philip out of ambition as Galba did it out of civility, who having entertained Maecenas at supper and observing that his wife and he began to cast glances at one another and to make eyes and signs, let himself sink down upon his cushion like one in a profound sleep to give opportunity to their desires, which he handsomely confessed for thereupon a servant having made bold to lay hands on the plate upon the table, he frankly cried, What, you rogue, do you not see that I only sleep for sinus? Such there may be, whose manners may be lewd enough, whose will may be more reformed than another, who outwardly carries herself after a more regular manner. As we see some who complain of having vowed chastity before they knew what they did, AND I HAVE ALSO KNOWN OTHERS, REALLY, COMPLAIN OF HAVING BEEN GIVEN UP TO DEBAUCHERY BEFORE THEY WERE OF THE YEARS OF DISCRETION. THE VICE OF THE PARENTS, OR THE IMPULSE OF NATURE, WHICH IS A ROUGH COUNSELLOR, MAY BE THE CAUSE. IN THE EAST INDIES, THOUGH CHASTITY IS OF SINGULAR REPUTATION, YET CUSTOM PERMITTED A MARRIED WOMAN TO PROSTITUTE HERSELF TO any one WHO PRESENTED HER WITH AN ELEPHANT, AND THAT WITH GLORY. have been valued at so high a rate phaedo the philosopher a man of birth after the taking of his country ellis made it his trade to prostitute the beauty of his youth so long as it lasted to anyone that would for money thereby to gain his living and Solon was the first in greece tis said who by his laws gave liberty to women at the expense of their chastity to provide for the necessities of life, a custom that Herodotus says had been received in many governments before his time, and besides what fruit is there of this painful solicitude for what justice soever there is in this passion, we are yet to consider whether it turns to account or no. Does any one think to curb them with all his industry Pone Cohibe, sed quis custodiet ipsos custodes? Cautest et abilius incipit uxor. Put on a lock, shut them up under guard, but who shall guard the guard? She knows what she is about and begins with them. Juvenal six three forty six. What commodity will not serve their turn in so knowing an age? End of section 9 Reading by Malone